Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to another edition of the Spurs Show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us yet again. Um, yeah, packed show this evening. Lots to talk about. What are the highs and lows of being a Tottenham Hotspur fan? Extraordinary, really, this week encapsulated all that. Joining me with their thoughts, uh, two stalwarts of the show now. Firstly, uh, one of the head honchos, one of the big main men at the massive O2 Arena. And we'll be talking to him about the stadium development later. Nathan Kosky returns. Thank you. Hi, nice, nice to see you, Nathan. And uh, a man who sat in my chair before, a very funny man, Mr. Barry Castanola. Hello, good evening. Nice to see you both. Um, so, quite a week in the life of a Tottenham fan. Uh, before we uh, discuss the extraordinary win at the weekend, let's face it, none of us saw. Uh, let's go back to the game before, because I think that sort of brings the next game into more context and what a wonderful day that was uh it was last wednesday uh the league cup game against arsenal which obviously we know ended in a, in a, in a very disappointing defeat when you both saw that team that team sheet um you know and their team sheet what what, what were your sort of thoughts right for the league cup or or, or were you a little bit disappointed as well i think very disappointed i think most Spurs fans were i think we knew arsenal would field a weakened team and speaking to friends and fellow Spurs fans beforehand the one thing you said well we're going to field our strongest team we're going to we're going to we're going to have a go at it uh, it's Arsenal it's 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 you have to do it so that was disappointing and and unfortunately well the lo- the long game I guess worked but unfortunately on the night I, he feel he would say probably fielded a team they thought could win but mm. I think the weaknesses were from the players that came in and replaced the ones that were rested. What were your thoughts, Barry? I mean, you know, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of you know, fan, most fans were disappointed. And some were like, "Oh, wait for Saturday. If we get a result on Saturday, then that pales in significance." But a lot of us thinking, 
is Arsenal. If it was, you know, West Brom at home in the League Cup and you lost, you go, oh, you know, it's Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, first of all, I'd, I've only seen the highlights of the game because I, I was, it was so annoying. I was, uh, I was over in Dublin and, of course, everywhere was just showing rugby and mm. everywhere I went, I tried different <laughs> bars and they were all showing bloody France, Romania. Like, I want to watch <laughs> that. Uh, and, uh, and I was trying to stream it on my phone. It was going between 3G and the GRPS. It was an absolute nightmare. Um, but looking at the team sheet, yeah, I agree to an extent. Um, and I think what I found weird was why are you going to play Loris against Karabag in the uh, Europa Cup mm. and then not play him in a, in a Carling Cup or wherever it is now uh, against Arsenal. I mean, that, that to me didn't make any sense. Uh, and also, Fazio, I mean, I thought last, last year, apart from, you know, he's, he's good in the air, made a few good clearances, but he always looks like he's got a mistake in him. I mean, like last season, every one of our defenders always looked like they had at least one mistake in him a mm. game. So I don't know why you play that central back partnership against Arsenal. But the rest of the team, I mean... It wasn't a bad team you put out apart from that. I well, that's well, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, when I saw the team shoot, the two names I went, oh, really? Couldn't you tweak it a bit? Was Vorm hmm. and Fazio. Yeah. Yeah. The rest you go, fair enough. Give Townsend a go. Give these players a go. Townsend played Danny very well. Danny Rose needs a game. Yeah. All that, I think, was fine. And Townsend did well when he came on. In, you know, he changed the game, didn't he, uh, a couple of weeks ago mm. as well. So, I mean, But ironically, the two goals, the two errors, were Vorm yeah. powering it. And then, obviously, this Fazio bizarre clearance, yeah. like a sort of Jimmy leg and just just weird and that was the difference and again for, and we'll talk about obviously Man City in a minute we started the game slowly again second half we got stronger a bit yeah. like the Crystal Palace game and and let's face it I think we're possessing on chances you can argue we were unlucky to, to lose that game yeah we were but I, I did yeah I, I agree that as I said the two two people that came in were Vaughan harsh but you do feel you know the ball was moving but somehow you think Lloris would have not let that goal in I'd also say there was a lot of space. We were allowing them a lot of space in the two goals. Mm. You know, they, they, should have, they should have been challenged for the shot coming in firstly for Vorm. And then, uh, you know, obviously Flamini was in acres for the second spectacle. Mm. The Toberone boot from uh, Fazio yeah. that got the ball there. So I, I think also we were, we, were, we were asking for goals at times. We were letting them in. But you, as you say, we, we, we did look like we were going to win it at one point. Mm. Just those frailties just let us down, I think. Mm. But I mean, he was quite adamant that no, you know, big game coming up on Saturday. Um, and, you know, you, he can rightly argue, well, I was vindicated. Well, I've swapped it around now. Well, well would, would, you, would you take beating Arsenal 4-1 versus if you'd have lost 2-1 to City? Well, it's a question is, is what's, what do Spurs fans generally think we're going to get this season? If you genuinely believe we've got a top four chance, then you have to side with Pochettino. Most Spurs fans I know don't think we've finished top four, no. think we've finished fifth or sixth again. And therefore you go, well, League Cup finalists last season, why not again? You want to beat your rivals, you want to beat, beat them down the road anyway. Um, let's give this competition a win. But that's football now. It's, it's all a, about the Premier League. It's a, fa- it's a fair point. I don't think we're going to get fourth. And I think if we do, with the, with the young squad that we've got, if we end up getting fifth or sixth, then I genuinely think we've done well. And if we can keep that team together, it's going to be great over the next couple of seasons. Um, but you're right. If, you know, we, we, we should go for it in the cup. But then it's, it's so easy to say all this in hindsight, isn't it? Mm. You know, if we, even, even, I know we can talk about the game in a minute, but the City game, could have gone the other way. We were, you know, we were pretty pedestrian for the first thirty minutes. Um, imagine if, if Lloris hadn't saved the. I mean, there's always ifs and buts and would have could and all that. But but if Lloris hadn't saved that shot from Sterling, uh, if they'd have called the offsides, uh, then it would have been a completely different proposition. And we'd be going, oh god, he got it completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, 
and likewise, you know, if uh, if the Arsenal game, uh, from what I read, I was following text on this and then watched some of the highlights afterwards. But uh, it sounded like we had the upper hand for most of the second half, mm. uh, or slightly the better team anyway. Yeah. And if we had a nipped a result there, even even if it had been the other way around, even against the run of play, it's so mm. obviously results driven. Even if Arsenal had been all over us for most of the game with that team, and they hit the post ten times and had goals disallowed that should have been allowed, all the rest of it, and we had a nipped a one nil win, mm. we going as a genius. So it's well, I think I mean going forward to the weekend. I mean the reason now that it, it won't be talked about as much and everything is the extraordinary result and extraordinary display against top of the table Manchester City as I said at the top of the show I don't think many Spurs fans saw that coming we started slowly again as we have all this season the first half we went a goal down I think most of us there just went here we go again we'll play quite well we're going to you know and they're going to overrun us and win this 2-3-4-0 as they have the last few seasons but Again, ifs and buts and, and, you know, small margins. The goal we got back on the stroke of half-time, yes, he was offside. Amazing finish by Dyer. I've watched it so many times. You still, you still don't think that ball's going to go yeah. in. The way, the way he hit it. He obviously got over the top of it and just hit it low. It was great. Physical. You know, but second half, again, as a team display, and we'll talk about individuals in a minute, against a great team we don't care about all oh, they rested players come on they had okay one defender and a goalie you could argue but otherwise they're a multi multi million pound team and we started badly we won the midfield we battled we were brilliant some wonderful displays and with kids and again and I, I will argue I know last season the great win at home against Arsenal and the great win against Chelsea I will argue as a team performance this was better Nathan? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a big statement. I, 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 I think for the first 40 minutes, you wouldn't, you'd have put your house on that. You couldn't see it coming. We were second best in every department. We couldn't keep the ball. It just seemed a matter of time once they went one up. But it was the, one of the strangest games I've ever seen. Because mm. <laughs> literally, not only did we not think it before the game, we were going to win 4-1. After 40 minutes, you, you would have given it to someone any price. You can speak mm. to your sponsors, Labbrooks, what they'd have given you then. But yeah. it was just incredible. So, and, and that goal really changed. I think Toure going off changed it as well. Mm. Um, and and they, were, they were missing a spine of a team. You know, no silver, no Toure. But I don't think... You know, and company and, and heart, but it was still an amazing performance from the, from the team. And I think, as you say, it takes away a lot of the, the pain of, of from from the other night. And actually, we can look forward. And uh, I don't, I personally don't think the club are trying to finish fourth. I don't think that is a massive, a massive sort of priority. I really don't. But I think what, what it gives us what we want, which is an entertaining football team that's going to give us a chance and that's going to have a go at whatever we're in. And I think that's all we want. And. Again, going back to Wednesday, we just want to have a go and let's go and try and win stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Barry, I mean, you know, you look back at the games this season, we started slowly this season, one good uh, half against Man United, but we didn't win the first, couldn't win a, couldn't win a game and slowly got back the Sunderland game, then uh, Palace, now another one, now we're sort of fifth and they start going, we're up there again, we're up yeah. there and we've turned over the top of the, the top of the, you know, Man City a massive club yeah I mean, know, I mean it makes lots me, of money it makes me laugh that with the, uh, even at this stage of the season after how many games are there seven six or seven that we're all still looking at the table so closely at, at this stage <laughs> everyone yeah. and they're going well people are talking about so and so doing badly but they're only eight points off the top but no I mean I, I, I think the second I mean it really was never has the cliche a game of two halves been as appropriate mm. as, as that game I mean it was it was extraordinary but this, this the Pochettino philosophy which for a while 
Well, I was getting to the point with those, some of those games at the beginning of the season mm. and the Stoke and, uh, and, and, yeah. um, and part of the Man United game we just go what, what is this philosophy I don't understand yeah, is the philosophy what, the to have no wins to, to, yeah. to be this slow and pedestrian with the ball to be looking around have no you know it seemed like every team had worked us out it seemed like there was no plan B and then suddenly you see a game like that and of course we're all fickle as well <laughs> you know with the way in, in where I was stood uh, you know, we are on the uh, uh, lower east and we, uh, we all stand where we are and just everyone around us was just like oh yeah here we go Oh, same old Tottenham. Oh, I can't believe it. Walker, you idiot. Mm. You know, and then all of a sudden, it was just, it was such an amazing display of hard work, young players working for each other. Mm. Uh, Lamella, I mean, he, he, mm. his stats, no stats on everything, but his stats have been pretty amazing so far this year. Well, not amazing, but hugely improved on, on last mm. season. Uh, if he can keep it up, then, then finally we might see him yeah, being the player that we thought he could be. Well, I mean, if he's be. a confidence player, my God, he's going to have the confidence yeah. now. Oh, but he, I mean, he was great. He was, he was he's tackling as well. I mean, and then you've got, you know, you got two, so you think about all the midfielders that we sold in the summer. Mm. Uh, and then you go, okay, so last season we were starting most games with Mason and Bentaleb. And then you go, right, and they're out as well. Mm. So we're now starting with a central defender, uh, playing in midfield and a 19 year old who's come from MK Dons mm. and they bossed that <laughs> midfield the tackles Dyer was Dyer's been my favourite player this season yeah. uh, and people are still going yeah but he's not a, he's not a central midfield uh, yeah, he clearly he's doing is a job. he clearly he is, is. I, think, I mean yeah. if that was someone we bought in that, that's what annoys me as well and we're all guilty of it at time to time if that had been a player that we bought in in the summer we'd be going what an amazing signing mm. yet still people are going well, I'm not sure he's a central midfield he's, he's been amazing well, Ledley King started there mm. and I, I think Dyer may end up being a centre back when you know in time but it's fantastic experience he can play football and he's getting in the team on his own merit there it's not I, I, I think Mason and Bentaleb will won't walk back into that team but, but Benson was poor at the beginning of the season but Ali as well I mean he, yeah, um, he, he's so confident and he, he just he looks like he's got that extra second on the ball that, mm. that, that really I think he's going to turn into a great player yeah. I mean at the moment he's obviously developing but I think he's going to be a great player but it was just so lovely to see two young players um, who we don't know much about in those positions, really, just winning that battle, winning it well. And by the end, I mean, they were chasing shadows and we looked so fit. Yeah. And the mm. fact is, I mean, you know, the fourth goal to me would sort of epitomise what extraordinary performance it was. It was the ball to uh, Clinton Jai, the little flick, whatever. Great to Lamella, we all thought he was going to miss, let's be honest. Oh, whatever. But it was just everything clicked. Everything sort of worked that I'm sure the coaching staff had been working on and wanted to work. The, the centre-backs again, finally, you know, okay, we're still, of course, it's the Premier League. Was other t- you know, teams are still going to have chances. When you've got Luis in goal, you mentioned that the save in the first half, there was one Amazing. in the second That's half from Navas, over yeah, yeah, picked yeah, yeah. it over the bar. These little bits that just make the difference. You go, we've got a team. We, we, we can win these games. And, and you know, we, we, we scored four goals. You know, a set piece. Okay, the, 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 the Kane one, you can argue, is offside. What a great finish, though. The way it came back and hit on the half volley and kept it down and stuff. I mean, he, he, he was definitely offside, uh, but at the second, or he was definitely in an offside position. However, when you when you look at what, what happened, even if he had been stood level with the players, he would have got he would have got to that as well. I mean, it's not it's not an offside like the Walker one was so ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, I don't even know what the linesman was looking at. <laughs> and everyone's been going. Uh, the, the De Bruyne one was, was close. You know, everyone's going. Oh, there were three yeah. offside goals. I don't think many would have called that. To be honest, mm. I mean, it was very very close, and he might have had a foot might have had a foot offside. But um, yeah, Kane would have got to that anyway. Uh, and uh, and obviously the uh, uh, the Toby Alderweireld Alderweireld is that it? Yeah. Toby. <laughs> yeah, the confidence. Yeah, called him it, yeah. Toby. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, um, I mean, he's got a keeper out of mayor, but, but, uh, but still, you know, he was... Uh, I, I mean, 
that game it was a great second half performance but football isn't it that, that, it could have been so different it could have been if they had if they had called off those offsides who knows the momentum still would have won 2-1 have been. if you just count yeah. all the offsides yeah there's yeah. different no, momentum great. No, we were great we were great it's, it's just great to see that you know we, we got Pochettino in for the high pressing game mm. high tempo aggressive attacking football and, and we got that at the start it seemed to have gone away for six months or mm. for a period of time and, yeah. and, and it was back on the weekend and, and, and it, it's effective we've got as you say we've got players that are very fit you look at all the stats you can see how much energy they've got when you're actually watching with your own eyes as well mm. and they are covering a lot of ground and working really hard and you just want to see that in, a, in an aggressive determined and attacking way which I think we saw on, on the weekend and other times as you say it's been slightly more brought to bear in a defensive way and I think we actually went for it on, especially once we win a goal down we had to mm. and, and it, was, it was fantastic you just want to see that every week because we're going to win more than we lose if we play like that We've let him five goals. Is the, is the, well, the joint, joint least, yeah, joint yeah. least uh, goals yeah. conceded? I think he's worked on that. Our defensive mm. record was shocking last year, so yeah. I think maybe the first few games we've perhaps been a bit harsh as fans saying, "Oh, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit defensive, a bit negative." I think he's had to sort that defence out. It feels and it looks solid now. You've got Rose, who's also should be and will can't be pushing get in the team. Can't the get in the team because of uh, uh, Davis Trippier. Also, so I think they've got and, and Vimmer looked quite good yep. against Arsenal as well. So yeah, I think you've now got a solidity in the defence that we have a bit more confidence about. So now the next step is to play like that going forward every week if we can mm. well also Dyer's made a big difference to that um, because uh, you know in the way that we're playing and, and I think he's also told the um, apart from obviously the, the mistake from Walker the other day but I think he's told the fullbacks to be careful when they're pushing forward still to, mm. you know, still to push forward and that's been a, a massive criticism uh, uh, under Potticino is the lack of width and the fact that you know if you're going to play a winger he plays them on the wrong side as inverted wingers and everything else but when you've got your, your two fullbacks running up to the halfway line or further, and you've got centre backs uh, sort of pulling out a little bit, and then you've got Dyer, who is a defender, pulling back. There were times with Mason and Ben Celeb when, when, when it worked well, it worked brilliantly. Mm. There were times when they were both no moved protection. a bit too forward, and there was yeah. a gap yeah, behind them, and that was what was exposing us, yeah. and, and that seems to have been addressed. And, yeah. that, and that, I think, is, is a lot of that's down to Dyer. Definitely. And I think, again, I mean, Ericsson, who, who, who came on and, and again started left, and they sort of brought him. Uh, more in the mood. I mean, he's, there's, there's options now. Whereas before you go, oh, it's Mason and Bentaleb, it's here, there's Chadley, whatever. Th- there seems to be more options. And, and for the first, not the first game, because I think we did it against Palace, but uh, it was another indication that they seem to know what job they're meant to be doing, which, which is obviously pretty important in a football game. Yeah, and you got Chadley come on, and it was actually great. Chadley's going to come on. Yeah. It wasn't, oh God, who, who else is yeah, there? He Chadley came on, slot straight, yeah. at, st- straight into the pace of the game, yeah. brought something to the game, started beating a couple of players, you know, fresh pair of legs, and you know he can do it and score a goal or create a goal at that level mm. now. And would have scored a goal if it, if it hadn't mm. been for, for, for Son hitting that, that last touch. Yeah, that, that was going that, in. That was yeah. going in. Um, but I think also, so there seems to be a fluidity with the with the front four that we haven't seen for a while. There's been so many games under AVB, Sherwood and Potocino at times where you've got a lone striker and you know people are going, why can't we, we're at home, why can't we play two up front? Because the three were, were pulling back a little bit and you just had someone exposed or just left on their own, sometimes Soldado, the times it was Adebayor, uh, and the other three weren't getting involved where there were mm. so many times in that game where, where Kane was dropping back, picking mm. the ball up, playing some lovely little passes and you notice then you had Ericsson or, or Son or whoever moving into those positions or Lamella yeah. uh, where that wasn't happening before you'd have a big gap in, mm-hmm. the, in the middle or it would be congested in the middle with too many players yeah. so that's good to see absolutely uh, before we look at the games coming up uh, Monaco in the Europa League and uh, Swansea just a bit of housekeeping just remind you there's still time to join our Spurs show Dream Team League go to dreamteamfc.com register a team for free and then join the Spurs show league by entering the pin number 8391524 hundreds of you have done it it's, it's all heating up 
up in that league. So if you haven't done it, just go online and get that done. And uh, don't forget, you can still sign up with Labbooks. Um, we'll bring you exclusive betting odds each week that we've wrangled out of them. Just follow the links from the show's description or check out our Facebook page or Twitter feed. Um, and for starters, there is a free bet of up to £50 for you when you enter the promo code LAD50. I'd love to see what the odds were when we went a goal down against Man City for a 4-1 win. A couple I of love weeks- the fact you're saying it's heating up in a fantasy football league. Yeah, it's heating up. Always one for the fans. A lot of us take it, take it seriously. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Kieran from Football Manager was on a couple of weeks ago. I completely forgot to mention the winner last, uh, last week. Um, it's not even out yet, Football Manager 16, but he did ask us uh, pick five players that play for Palace and Spurs. Hundreds of you answered, um, but the winner picked up at random is Julia Bristow. Well done, Julia. She gave the names Peter Taylor, Fraser Cancel, uh, Campbell, Wayne Routledge and David Tuttle. It's a name for you. Uh, so Julia will be in contact and we'll get you Football Manager 16 on your way. Uh, don't forget, we've announced our Christmas live show on Monday, December the 7th in Covent Garden with our special guests Keith Birkenshaw and Peter Shreve. So that's going to be an extraordinary night to see those two well, legends of the club who won us so much and will have so much to say about the teams that they managed. Um, so if you go to live.spurshow.net, go and get your tickets. They are going quickly now. So if you chatted about it with your mates, let's go along. I'd get on that pretty soon. And it'd be lovely to, 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 to meet some of you. Um, right, so coming up, before we look at the Monaco and Swansea, there's been obviously stuff in the papers recently about the stadium and the developments and, and, and where we are and plans going. And Nathan, obviously you work for the company behind the, the, the wonderful O2. There was an awful venue that was doing nothing and all of a sudden how that was transformed. Yep. So what are your views on, on White Hart Lane? And we were talking off air about the naming rights you think he's you think Levy there is everything is sort of going the way it should be going I think it looks to me look from a, from the outside uh, really really clever what he's done and we, and we know that's this is his forte so you've got a football club stadium it's a huge global audience and now with the NFL deal you've now got a truly global audience because you're looking not only looking east you're now looking west and I and I I, I think that the way they've set it up, the way now they've got two tunnels for NFL, then I'd be amazed if they're doing that for two games a year. You know, we, we all know the NFL would like to expand into a team here. And, I, you know, clearly they're p- building the stadium, so it's ready-made. So for a brand looking for a stadium that's actually reaching out to the US audience and a European audience and a Far East audience, he's really pl- well-placed to ask for a lot of money for it. So, I mean, th- there's not huge numbers of companies that have that level of money, but if he can find the right one, then then who knows, maybe he can even pay for the stadium with the naming right con- contract alone, which, mm. will be, which will be incredible. And then hopefully we don't have to undergo this austerity that Arsenal had. Yeah. You know, the, the cost of the builder stadium hasn't gone up compared to the cost, uh, the money that the, the club is now receiving through TV rights. So, mm. I mean, that's a cool, with, with the extra money from Sky, yeah. we sort of worked, that's like a sort of quarter of money, yeah. supposedly what it's going to cost there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, these things are always mortgaged. So, mm. but, but I think you've hopefully got enough of a revenue stream coming in from all the, you know, and yes, it will be. I'm pretty sure there'll be there'll obviously be boxes and seats and all the things that that come with new stadiums that fans and corporates are expected to buy. I'm sure, uh, but if you if you get that mix right and you get the right sort of level of uh, of investment on that, then then I still think we should be. It shouldn't affect the team side of it, which is what he said, and, and that's really what you know what we want to hear. And what, and what about the sort of part? I mean, you know, again, when I went last week. You know, th- 
parking around Spurs is virtually yeah. non-existent and, and everything and one the ch- White Hart Lane was one of them was shut we had to go so was, what are they going to do with that I mean, uh, I mean we can't yeah. get 36,000 36, in and out no that, that's tough and I mean I hope there, there was this in the, original, in the second iteration of the plans there was this underground space so mm. we weren't sure whether that was for the NFL or a car park or for a big shark tank that Mr. Levy could then drop <laughs> drop managers and, uh, and and agents that are failing him you know goodbye Mr. Baldini yeah. so but so I, I don't know that, that's a really tough question I'm sure in through the planning that they, they'll have to come up with whether it's public transport or what that that gives people a chance to get but that's sort of out their hands that's going to be the TFL who go yeah we'll pump extra money into yeah, that, this, this is the challenge. Station. Yeah, this is the challenge. Right? I'm, I'm, you know, but it, 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 it takes every, everyone's got to be have, have, a, have a master plan to this. Whether it's Haringey, Tottenham, the football club, and, and Tottenham will probably say, "Well, why, why should we pay for a, a station? We're building, we're building the, the attraction." So yeah. it's, 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 I'm sure there's some uh, conversations. There, you know, there would have been some conversations that have gone on behind the scenes. Mm. I'm sure. All exciting, exciting times. This Thursday, um, I know a lot of you listeners are going out to this game. It's always a Nice place to go to. Monaco in the Europa League. Obviously, we started off well beating Carrier Bag um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Monaco, I think they're sort of ninth in the league. They haven't sort of, obviously, last season in the Champions League, obviously, they famously beat Arsenal at the Emirates, Berbatov scoring last season. So, tough opposition, but I don't think they've got the same players as last season. I think they've only won three out of eight or nine games. So, do you think we can, we can get some points there, Barry? Yeah, no, I think we, I think we should be able to. And, and also... Not far to go, also. It's not a... No, no. Um, and I think, even though, obviously, the, the squad has been streamlined, and how much of that is, is down to uh, saving wages uh, with the, the, the stadium costs in mind, I'm not sure. And how much of it is just streamlining the squad and getting rid of players who might have been disruptive. Um, it's difficult to say. But um, we should still have a squad. This is the thing about that we were talking earlier about the Arsenal game midweek as well. We should have a squad that's good enough to be able to rest players and put new players in without going, oh, we just played a really weak team or without even a perception of that. Um, and, as, and sorry, again, just going back to the Man City thing as well. When we talk about the spine of the team being gone, you're still talking about, I mean, look at the City team. They've, they've got two world-class players in every position. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to have quite that, but we should be able to go, I think, and beat a team that this season are what eighth or ninth as you say in, 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 in League One in France and we should be able to we should be able to get a result out there mm. should put I put the kiss of death on it now heavy fight now I'm now I'm fickle like everyone else we won at the weekend I think we're yeah. going to buy that we we're going to be chatting before the game I was talking to a mate we going, oh, what do you reckon this season I'm going, I reckon eighth I said I reckon eighth I reckon eighth and then just oh, <laughs> one or one or Seventh or eight, actually, probably seventh. <laughs> but when we're three, we're, up, we go, we're going to be champions. <laughs> we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. What are your thoughts? You know much about the Monaco team? No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen them this year. To be to be fair, and I was, I was surprised to see them in ninth, in ninth place. Mm. So, uh, look for, for me, the Europa League. I, you don't want it to be a bind. So you've got a nice, glamorous game with Monaco. You've yeah. got a couple of good games with Anderlecht, mm. who are all happy to play. And you know, let, again, let's just have a go. Let's play out the team that's the right team and go. And, and as and as Barry says, you know playing the likes of Carroll and Townsend, we should be still be good enough to have mm. a go and entertain the fans and, and let's try and get out of this group. And then for the rest of the season, you know from the, the qualifiers onwards, it's yeah. all good games. Yeah. And it becomes a value. Also, what, what I do think as well, and I'm not sure how long uh, like Ben Taleb and, and, and Mason and, and Dembele are out for, but I think with these cup games as well, it's quite useful. Obviously, Ericsson played uh, uh, Wednesday and mm. Sunday, or Saturday rather, um, so it's always useful to bring players back. I think what I wasn't so keen on before was, is if you play 
a blatant second stream yeah. team. Mm. Uh, like by all means, bring in a Pritchard when he's when he's fit, or bring in you know some of the, a couple of youth players here and there. Yeah. But, but keep on the but make sure yeah, but, and bring them on at some point if you're winning mm. or whatever to give them that experience. But it's that thing you know, where teams play completely different, like ten yeah. or eleven, or they change nine of the team. I think mm. that's I think that takes the best. A bit, I mean, I it, people do it in the League Cup. I think the Europa League now there's a Champions League place at stake for the winner. Most Spurs fans, we, we, we want a great, we want to, because you mentioned the great games you play, we want to see a good European run. I think in this Europa League, I think the best we've done is quarter final, yeah. which was, PSV, I think, was I we think went PSV. out to PSV yeah. when Gomez was playing yeah. under yeah. Yol. Uh, we saved the penalty, didn't he? He, yeah. looked, he looked a great, great goalie there. He had to shoot between his legs, you know, it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's at corners, that was the problem. He's looking yeah. good this year, isn't he? He's been good for Watford, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's as far as we've gone. It would be nice to sort of get out of this group, which, okay, as you said, Monaco and Alok would be tough, but. Give it a real go. Yeah, and, and we do want to see the likes of Pritchard. Look what happened with Kane, who, who came through that. That's right. It, it's, it's a good proving ground. It's, it's tough football. So if you score there, there's no reason you can't take that on and get into the Premier League team. And also, this, this squad, um, you know, as, as people keep pointing out, there's twice now we've had the, the youngest squad uh, this, yeah, this season in, in the Premiership. Yeah. So they're young and they're fit. Um, mm. So, you know, when you've got teams, uh, you've got your top four team, uh, teams going out and playing in the Champions League Wednesday and Saturday, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that Thursday and Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Against inferior opposition, obviously, as mm. well, to, to, you know, to what they're facing. So just, you know, hopefully, it would be nice to have a good run in mm. Europe. It would be nice to, to, to get through the semis or the final and maybe a good FA Cup run. Mm. Well, going back to the league, uh, three wins in a row, and then this Sunday, I think it's a live game, I think it's live on Sky, Swansea City, who um, haven't started as well this season as they normally did everyone I think they started quite brightly yeah. so sort of dropped away um, again if, if we have any sort of thoughts of being in the top four five six a game you want to you want to win isn't it yeah I think good time to play and they yeah. they started off like a train the first few games and and now it's uh, yeah they, they, they've struggled the last two or three so perhaps a good time to play them mm. uh, they've got some dangerous players you know Gomis and and I look, look to two great players and always be a threat Sigurdsson as well the mm. curse of the former player is yeah. uh, I'm sure never far away from us but uh, yeah on, on the back of Sunday then uh, why not yeah and so and Barry what, what are your thoughts on the Sunday thing we Sig- get something up there Sigurdsson will score <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I still haven't quite got over Sigurdsson leaving I was I, I, I was I'm a huge huge Sigurdsson fan I think he's amazing I don't think he was ever given mm. enough of a chance uh, um and it's like a, something happens to certain players when they you know, obviously with the with the Baldini news. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but yeah, 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 we're the Baldini thing. But but as well, we get all these players like like reading that how well Gomez is doing uh, at, at Watford and the games that I've seen on uh, you know Match of the Day or whatever. Uh, Capu's playing well there as well. And you've got Soldado going back to uh, uh, back to Spain and, and doing yeah. great. And it's just like it's what happens sometimes with certain players yeah, when they come to us. The what do we do to them? Yeah. What goes on? That's very true. Um, so predictions, Swansea. Do we think we're we're going to win there. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, I reckon two 0 Two 0 I was going to say that, so I'll go for two one. Yeah, I think I think it'll be two one. Top. We do quite well there normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not too bad. Um, and then yeah, just mentioned Franco Baldini, who's finally who's who was put on gardening leave, and now after a couple of years of being football director, director of football, is now gone. Famously spent, well, supposedly was the man who brought in all those players from the 86 million we got for Bell, who, off the top of my head, Ericsson's still playing. Lamella was the expensive one who we nearly got rid of, and Chadley. So, the, looking back at the uh, tenure of Baldini, success or failure? Oh, I've got no idea because we don't really know what he's, what he's done and how much Daniel Levy's done and how much mm. now Paul Mitchell does so, and, and the managers as well. So, you know, it's just as you're talking, I'm just thinking, crikey, we've been through so many managers. We've now been through 
well, our third or fourth director of football and all the players we just listed there that have come and gone and are probably all quite good, but there's just never... And it's just this sort of perpetual, perpetual motion mm. of, of, of a revolving door somehow. But look, I think, I think that the time's to stick with the manager and hopefully the structure that he's got in place there. You know, Daniel Levy will be focused on the stadium as well. So I'm, I'm hoping for a period of stability now. But to answer your question in short, I've got no idea. Probably a failure. Barry? Well, I agree with Nathan. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. And you know full well that, that Levy will bring someone in and then you know that he can't help getting involved. Or that's mm. the impression we get anyway. Or that, well, I mean, so, I mean, just thinking about the players he brought in that cost a lot of money. Lamella, hopefully now, please God, turning it round. I, I'm one of his biggest critics. Did not see a player there. Slowly bulking out a bit and obviously played really well at the weekend. Involved, so let's hope that's a success. But... Paulinho, Capoue, Soldado, Kirakesh did not work at Tottenham Hotspur. No, did not work at Tottenham Hotspur. But again, let's have a look at these players. And, and again, of course, we don't know how much involvement uh, uh, Baldini really had in all of those. I mean, obviously, Lamella, you'd think quite a bit because he came from Roma as well. And he was one who was flying out and negotiating some of these deals. But Paulinho, how excited were, were all of us when he came? He, and there are other clubs that he could have gone to. Paulinho, at that point, I'd watched him in the Confederations Cup. Is, it, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Confederations looking brilliant um, he, he looks absolutely fantastic and of course we always look at their show reels don't we mm. where they've picked out someone's picked out four minutes of you look good on your show reel <laughs> your football <laughs> skills <laughs> and I'm a better player than Berlino um, but he was he was. I mean he was absolute dog shit when he, when, when he came uh, and and I think he had one good game didn't he I, I reckon by a, a, a one good half early on started. he looked alright and uh, it just well, went even then I didn't but yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't really rate him uh, but, but he was good previously Kapu um, started off brilliantly I mean it, there was that point where mm, after yeah. a couple of games so he, got he, had, got injured. Yeah, he yeah. had more um, more tackles and interceptions than anyone else in, in Europe at, at that point. He looked fantastic. We don't know what went on behind the scenes. There was some sort of falling out and some sort of cabal, wasn't there, mm. of, of French-speaking players or whatever. And then uh, he's doing really well now at Watford. Soldado, we never played to his strengths. So I don't think that can all be pinned on Baldini, to be honest. I don't, I don't you know, these, some of these were players that looked good. Even Kirikes looked, looked good at first, when, mm. he, when he first came. So I don't... Yeah, fair enough. I, I asked for your opinion, and my God, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you haven't already, why? Facebook, got a wonderful Facebook group. Loads of great debates on there. Uh, also, our Twitter. And don't forget our iPhone and brand new now, Spurs Show Android app. So you've got an Android app. Get it. It's free. It's great. You download the show. There's all the latest Tottenham news from the BBC and the Guardian. You can Facebook there, tweet from there. So go and get your Android app if you haven't got that. Next week, we've got Barnaby Slater uh, and also from Sky Sports, Emma Story joining us next week. Well, I think that's it for this week. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. It's Pleasure. lovely to have you back. Barry, lovely to, lovely to see you again. You too. Uh, thank you so much for downloading and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. If you happen to have any friends who support Crystal Palace or Playback Media Productions who produce the show, now have a Palace podcast. Tell them to go to palacepodcast.com to get the new show. This is a Playback Media Production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.